Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salad. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I hope that I did not have a millennial pause at the beginning of that. I think I did pretty good. Um, dude, today has been hella nuts. Today has been whew, unhinged. Uh, Chat GPT and I, my trusty sidekick, Chat GPT, and I were working on some code, dude, trying to level up, you know what I mean, with the coding and artificial intelligence. It's amazing because I, every version of these AIs, I'm seriously pushing, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm finding the, uh, the edge of where they're good for me and, uh, actively wanting for more. So bring them on. I think that, you know, you're seeing a time where today or yesterday or something, you had an open letter written by a bunch of AI people asking for the government to demand uh, OpenAI to pause ChatGPT. And I've heard someone's take, it was probably one of the All In podcast guys, they say, you know, you're just going to give a six-month uh head advantage to China or whoever wants to not suspend their AI research in the meanwhile. And that's true. I don't think it needs to be suspended. Um, I think that people need to stop thinking so much of themselves because chat GPT has as much of a right to exist as any of us. Um, what I was working on with it is trying to get it to recognize to analyze all of my daily Powerwall CSV files for the month of March so far, looking at the home consumption column and synthesizing them together and then using, um, what do they call them, K-cluster K pattern recognition to go through and find, you know, deviations and then to group them together and tell me what the uh, consumption of all of my appliances were from like just data, rec data analyzing it. And uh, man, that's, that's harder than it sounds apparently because we're, you know, many, many iterations later. I tried gamifying it. I tried to give it points where I could help train the model, you know? I don't know. It's it's weird. I was very excited when I got when the code would run with no errors, but then at the end it would just give me uh incorrect, clearly incorrect. Like at one point it told me that our coffee maker had run for like 2000 minutes. And I was like could it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like that kind of thing where it's like telling me that our heat pump only used 140 kilowatt hours. And I'm just like, uh, no, you know what I mean? But then you would, the problem with chat GPT is like, it would, I would work back and forth with it, giving it error messages and it would give me an, you know, resolution to that error message and so forth. And you would maybe do that like three times for a software and then, um, then you would ask it to give it another change, and you would notice that it had like 
kind of abandoned the software that you were working on. Like you would, I would say, okay, now I like where we are, but I want you to add the EV charger as another appliance to this, right? And then it, instead of just injecting that cleanly into the list of appliances, it would start from scratch and it would like change the naming convention of your uh, sheets or something. And you'd just be like, what, why did you do that? Go, no, go back to, and then it would, you'd have to start over practically. Um, that happened a few times, sometimes for other reasons, but it just wouldn't really accurately deal with like, I don't know, I don't know how to put it even. I don't even know how to put it. And that's kind of the problem. The challenge, I guess you'd say. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, and the pizza. We were also doing crazy pizza experiments today. We had pizza for lunch. We had salad and pizza for dinner. Uh, I could talk about the specific iterations of the pizza as well. But here's, I won't actually, what I will say is the same dough, but the second dough that we used was the leftover. So I divided it in half at lunchtime and used that dough. But in rising the second dough for several more hours, it formed a better circle as it rose. And then I just dumped it straight from the bowl into a position where I could stretch it. And so it was much more picturesque. It was, it was just evolved, right? It was just evolved. I, we've been using low moisture cheese sticks. You can get a big bag of them for like $8 at Walmart. And that is the most accurate for a New York style pizza, believe it or not. I mean, you can get like, you know, low moisture can't remember, there's, there's moisture and there's fat. And both, one's low, one's high, or whatever. I can't remember. But if you find the cheese stick ones, they're that, that good enough. And uh, also cheaper. Like, we had been using Bellagioso in the pizzas we made last week. And that was, like, a lot more. But it was also not the right moisture. It came out delicious. But it wasn't the stretchiness that you come to expect from a New York slice. This morning or, or afternoon, I covered the entire pizza in big, big pieces of pepperoni. But for our dinner piece, or rather, you know, dinner pizza, I uh, diced the pepperoni into little teeny bits so that you never found yourself like ripping the whole pizza apart because the pepperoni didn't tear. And that was good too. And it just like bubbles and sizzles in a perfect way, right? You watch it cook. And um, my mom had sent us this new pizza pan that has holes in the bottom of it, which maybe isn't the most traditional, but it does help because uh, we use a very hot convection oven mode, and so it really like crisps up even the thin crust into uh, something that hold, held together really well. I mean, it was a very thin crust, translucent. You could see through it straight up. And we used a lot of sauce that I made, a very simple salt, olive oil, crushed tomatoes, and uh, thyme, as well as garlic. You know, fresh diced, a lot of garlic. And it was a thick, thick, almost tomato paste 
type sauce we loaded this thing down with. And, uh, dude, I'm not kidding when I say that I've had a lot of pizza. We go to a lot of restaurants. I don't know that there's a pizza restaurant in this town that makes pizza as good as this. Well, maybe that Italian place, technically, they had really good pizza. But it's not a, it's not a pizza-specific place, right? And in, in my life, I think the, this pizza, would, if it were from a restaurant, would rank among the top five of pizza restaurants. It would be, it's, it's up there. Maybe not quite five, but under ten. And uh, pretty proud of that. Pretty proud of that. I think bagels, there were diminishing returns and how perfect you can make them. Uh, they're always delicious. Baguettes, always delicious, kind of diminishing returns. If I ever get to the point where my baguettes look like they're from a Paris bakery, I mean, I'll get there. I'll get there. If I get there in the next five years, that's cool, you know, but I have my whole life. Pizza, on the other hand, I feel like I'll have a world-class pizza that I'll whip up before even. It feels easier than bagels. Let's put it that way. I try to get to like 95th percentile with things. And I think that uh, pizza... I mean, I could, try, I could try making pizza every day next week. And I think by the end of the week, it would be some of the best pizza in the world. And I mean that. Sincerely, I would try that with maybe be- better. I'd find like artisanal flour. I wouldn't just use Walmart bread flour. Uh, I would decide what genre of pizza I was trying to hold mine compared to. I guess I'd go for New York because it feels like that's the lowest hanging fruit. If I were to do Neapolitan, I think that. There's too much tradition and technicalities, right? It's practically like, you know, you can't use yeast, I don't think. You can't use honey. It's just simpler. But we, but I could do it too. I don't know. I don't know. I know that sounds kind of uh, sure of myself, but I think you all could do it. I think you all could do it. Now, whether or not we could make you know, 400 pizzas a night in that style. I don't know. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.